0: Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 63, and welcome to Wednesday Wisdom. I'm super excited to be interviewing my guest today. I met him. First, because he and his wife, Frida, were design clients of mine, and we built a friendship that I cherish greatly. Now, um, now, I actually am a client of theirs as well, and he's been practicing medicine for 46 years. The last six years have been in a practice with his daughter, Heather, um, called Exceed Hormone Specialist. And I've wanted to have him on for a while now because I know the difference that this has made in my life. And I think everyone should know about this service. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Dr. Richard Pearson. Hi, Dr. Pearson.
1: <laughs> hey, good morning, Heidi.
0: Thank you so much. I'm super excited to ask you some of these questions because I think what you do is so super valuable. And it's, I mean, it really, I, I just think it's just saved my life, literally. And um I really just have so many questions about it, and I know we've talked because you've answered several of mine one on one. But um, there's a, one question I love to ask everyone. So it, the first one that I have is: You and Frida stay so active, which I love. Do you guys have a morning routine that has helped you stay so healthy?
1: I, I think I, I think our routine primarily is we get up early. We both grew up in in rural areas and uh, we're accustomed to getting up early. We get up early, we generally talk for a few minutes and get a plan for the day um, in our uh, head. We usually have something very light uh, uh, for breakfast uh, and sometimes it's just a hot cup of tea or, or coffee. And then we basically get going early with a plan for the day and we put first things first and that just works for us.
0: Yeah. I like that. Having an, I was talking to, to a lady yesterday and she was talking about setting an intention for the day Yes. because sometimes for me, if I don't have a plan for the day, I don't get anything done. If But I know that if it gets on my calendar or if I have set a definite intention for the day, I get so much more done.
1: <laughs> yes. And that actually, that that is one of the general messages I give to patients about uh, their hormone health and about their health in general is, you have to be proactive and, and that, that starting the day the way we do it, is generally just a proactive way of starting the day. But you have to be proactive about your health generally every day, every week and have a, have a general plan for it and not wait until something happens and then begin to deal with it. And that's one of the ways that we see the hormone therapy. It's, it's proactive for people that need the therapy and it gives them the potential for doing other things.
0: Right. That's so true. I mean, you have been practicing medicine for 45 years. Is that right? That's right. (laughs) Okay. So you've seen a lot. Is there any like one thing that you would say that's been consistent that supports health more than anything else? Is there anything like that, that you're like, you have to do this.
1: (laughs) I I may have just mentioned it. And that is, I think you you have to be, you have to be proactive about, um, your health. I, I think there were, I, I think many, many people have the general perception that you're, you're born healthy and you live healthy. And then at some point, things start happening to you in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and you just more or less endure those and ride it out to the end. And that you can't, that, that that's not something you can have a positive effect on. But uh, we, we think in terms of health span as opposed to lifespan, because lifespan uh, can be uh, 80 years, but the last 25 can be uh, very uh, uncomfortable for the person. They, they can have a chronic illness or chronic disability and they, their enjoyment of life, the last two or three decades is not very good. But our idea is you want to stay healthy until very near the end of your life.
0: Right, and, uh, that's and so you, true.
1: And if you, if you plan, uh, there are always things that happen that we can't plan, but to the extent that you can plan, you can plan on having a long health span and you can enjoy your entire life.
0: I, l- I love the way you put that because I don't, you don't hear about that a lot. You know, so often doctors, you know, they're, they study um, sick people, but if you study well people and people that live healthy lives and have lived like you and Frida live, have lived healthy for a very long time. You know, if you study that, then you realize what to do instead of trying to figure out why this person has is sick in the last 20 years. But I like that idea of being proactive and also not leaving you leaving your health to, you know, just, um, leaving it to someone else to, to know, because we have to take a proactive, we have to know for ourselves what our health is and how we feel. I love that.
1: And not to belabor the point, but I talk with, I talk with patients who are successful business women, businessmen, successful homemakers. And I I see that they're very invested in their business in terms of um, work and planning and finance. But I, then I try to point out to them that the the biggest asset for all of us is our uh, uh, health asset, and without the health asset, the other assets have no value. And to the extent that uh, business people they spend a fair amount of time every year looking at their assets, managing their assets, they have advisors for their assets. But it's it's so easy for us to just let our health drift. And we don't pay any attention to it until we have a serious health problem um, at at some point. And then it gets our attention for a while. Then we get better. We let it go again. So I tell people that their biggest asset is their potential uh, as a human being, their health potential. They've got to spend some time and effort managing that.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I mean, because it, it doesn't matter how much money you have if you don't have your health. You can't have fun. There's no fun in, being, <laughs> in having a lot of money and no health. I would yeah. rather have really good health and less money, you know, so I, Eric and I, as you know, we always look at it as what's your health worth? You know, we'd rather spend exactly. way more money to eat healthy and because it's, it does cost a little bit more money to, to be healthy, but it doesn't matter if you're not healthy. So I, yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, do you find, so tell us a little bit about the service that Exceed because, so people understand what it is exactly that you do.
1: So we specialize, uh, I'm, I'm a board certified urologist and my daughter, Dr. Heather Chohan is a board certified gynecologist. We, we special, specialize in what would be called the sex hormones, um, which are uh, estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. And, and the, these are the hormones that we gain when we go through puberty, and these are hormones that women lose before and during menopause, and men lose uh, lose them gradually, actually beginning about age thirty. And so, when do
0: women? What what age do women need to start the, thinking or worrying?
1: Well, the uh, the average age of menopause is fifty one. Uh, Women tend to have menopause at about the same time as their mother uh, uh, At the same age as her mother had it But what's important uh, for women to understand is there are two there are two major hormones in women as there are in men there's estrogen and testosterone right. and uh, The ovaries in women make both of those but they make them in let's say different parts of the ovary so Testosterone frequently goes away in women five to ten years before menopause. Before right. hot flashes and nights sweats and so forth start, the, the the testosterone's gone, and that's the energy hormone. That's the motivation hormone. That's the clear thinking hormone. That's the libido hormone, and that can go away five or ten years before uh, menopause. So women women thirty five plus. Uh, need to at least consider if their testosterone uh, might be a problem and certainly when they begin having symptoms of menopause that's the time to be seeing someone for sure.
0: Okay so I I know I'm speaking from experience for me you know that the testosterone was so low I wasn't getting any help from that whatsoever Um, and then but my normal doctor said everything was fine but I knew something was not fine, because I could tell, uh, I also, you know, like, that. some of my moods were a little bit different, Um, I couldn't build muscle to save my life, and, you know, finally, when, you know, Frida was just like, come on in, Heidi, and let's just at least test your blood, I'm sure it's perfect, and, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even close to perfect, and I'm a healthy, you know, woman, and, and so I was, yeah, and that was what I want everyone listening to know um, men or women is that if something does, you are your own best doctor. And if something is not right with you, if you feel something's not right, get it checked. You know, just it, go to a specialist like you guys. Um, if you're in the Memphis area, exceed h- hormone to me just get it checked. There's no harm in getting it checked. Because for me, had I not done that, I wouldn't have known what was going on and never my moods and, you know, the ability to build muscle and all of that would never be there, you know, because my regular doctor said it was fine.
1: So what, what Dr. Chauhan and I know and have learned is that most physicians and even great physicians uh, it's I, I have great respect for uh, family medicine and internists they have to know so much about so many things and they have to prioritize part of what they know so many doctors simply aren't informed about the nuances or the new information about hormones and right. and, and, and so they they may not address them in the same way that dr choan and i would. Uh, uh, address them, because our experience, you know, urologists treat both men and women for uh, hormone insufficiency and gynecologists re- routinely treat women. So we have years and years and years of experience. So we tend to see a problem more clearly and we tend to suspect a problem uh, earlier. And that's the type if if someone's looking for the answer to the question, are my hormones okay, they're gonna be best served by trying to find someone. It can, it can it can be a knowledgeable, it can be a knowledgeable, sympathetic family practitioner who's right. willing to dive into it. But for women especially, both the estrogen side of the problem and the testi- testosterone side of the problem needs to be checked because most doctors who do a quote unquote menopause check won't check for heart, won't check for testosterone. They'll right. only check estrogen,
0: which is, I Uh, think where I was, you know, and, and, and I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not going through menopause. I'm not even pre menopause, but I had hormone issues. You know, my testosterone was not getting to my, I wasn't being able to use it.
1: And frequently the frequent, the loss of testosterone, which may begin, let's say at age 35, between 35 and 50, that's happening to women at a time when they're very busy in their lives professionally, or right. with family, children, they're w- perhaps working longer hours. They're they're perhaps stressed more. They tend to blame the loss of energy and the lack of sleep and so forth on on yeah. work and on, on working stress. And
0: yeah. so,
1: and, and of course, those things are factors, but they also may have uh, low testosterone, and you, and that can't be fixed without testosterone. It can't be fixed by having a positive attitude.
0: Right. No, I mean that, and that's when I knew something was wrong is that I've always, I'm always happy. Like I've, i I've, I've been, a, I was a happy kid. I'm always kind of just naturally happy. That's my normal state. And when I was, I was sitting on the back steps of my house and I was, sit, I was like, I could have my dream home on the beach. It could be beautiful sunshine and I could have all, everything I love near me. And I, right now I wouldn't be happy. And when I knew that, when I was thinking that way, I knew something was wrong. And so that's when, but now, now that I, we keep these, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the actual thing that you do. But when, now that I have my pellets every three months or whatever, I just, I feel like I could run 10 miles, you know, around my house and and my mood is back to normal. So. Yes,
1: and that, the, the hormones, as i envision them basically they empower you to realize your potential okay uh, I, I, I i laugh with some of the men who come in and they need testosterone therapy and their their idea is well i'm going to get this testosterone and then everything's going to be fine and i say if if all you do is get testosterone and you don't change your diet you don't lose weight you don't exercise you don't get motivated I said, it's like buying a brand new car. And all you do is sit in the front seat and listen to the radio. You just miss the whole potential. I so so that. Yes. they give you the potential to do anything and everything you want to accomplish, but you've got to participate.
0: Isn't that just, that's life though, right? In yeah. general is that you, yeah. we all can, can do reach our potential potential. I always say we all have a purpose that we were born for, but some of us, stop short. And some of us don't stop until we reach it. And sometimes that isn't, you know, you reach it when you die, you know, cause you just keep yep. growing. Yep. But that is, um, that's a really powerful statement is that it empowers you to reach your potential. Exactly. which is exactly how I feel that this is done for me. I, I exercise all the time. So now, all right. So we talked a little bit about the symptoms of when someone needs hormone therapy and that's really, so we kind of covered that, but like low mood for women, um, things like that where you don't have energy men, the same thing, maybe they're having trouble building muscle, their energy's low. Is that, are those pretty normal symptoms?
1: Yes. Well, I, I would say among the most common complaints are, um, uh, lack of energy and fatigue uh, and then for both sex is uh, some loss of libido okay. and uh, for both sex is some dulling of mental function it's not it's it's something the person perceives more in themselves than anyone else recognizes but their their memory recall is slightly delayed instead of instead of uh, you can recall it in a second you have to struggle with it for about five seconds you, you tend to lose some of your motivation, uh, to accomplish, uh, to accomplish things. It's more difficult to multitask. Uh, right. And, and gosh, and I, course- I
0: could relate to all of that. you know, and I, I think, I think most people just think that's normal aging. And, you know, I remember when I was talking to you about, um, uh, this, what we were talking about testosterone and you talk about optimal, you know, sometimes we look at, oh, let's just get it to where we're average or normal, but we don't want to be average or normal. We want to be optimal. I mean, why not live there if you can? And exactly. that's what you provide.
1: To, to uh, go on from what you just said a minute or two ago, the, the, the idea is we, we all in a life would like to be able to reach our potential. So our health, our health potential is really optimal not okay if the physician does your physical and says you're okay you, that's probably where you are you probably are okay, okay. But you, probably, you probably aren't you probably aren't awesome. optimal and you're not going to reach optimal unless you supply the motivation uh yes. yourself uh, well you of course there are you, there are physicians and health coaches that will help you reach optimal uh as well but uh, the the burden is on you to get there.
0: Okay, so that you um, let's see, you brought up a good point uh, when you say the burden is on you to reach your your potential and and the motivation and all that. Um, I love that because so 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 many times you think there's a magic pill, you know, or um, everyone's looking for. We would all love to take a pill and be able to not eat bad or whatever, but there's always a sense of kind of personal responsibility. And this isn't a magic pill that you give, but it, it does make it to where you just give yourself every advantage available to you.
1: And it, it requires some level of, you have to have commitment and self-control and willpower, whatever,
0: Right. Just uh, some of the things that we just all struggle to have now. So why is it, and this, you may, we may have touched on this, but why is it that even though like for me, um, I eat a balanced, healthy diet, I exercise regularly, why do our hormones still sort of wreak havoc on us though? I mean, if even if you're healthy, shouldn't our bodies just be, right?
1: <laughs> well, I, You know, as human beings, Both sexes are pre-programmed to lose their hormones. Okay. And I, I I think a weight, a weight, and women tend to lose their hormones at roughly forty-five or fifty. Men start losing their hormones at thirty, and and they can be significantly diminished by fifty or so. A a way to think about that is that the original, the original human beings, all right, were they, they had a life expectancy of. 35 to 50 years
0: right.
1: and so so the body the body was designed to live 40 or 50 years and and then a, and after that uh, You weren't you weren't healthy and you and and um, and you tended to die. So really only only after the advent of, of uh, clean water uh, and I'm talking about the population as a whole after the advent of clean water good hygiene and efforts to defeat infectious diseases in children and adults that came along with vaccines and so forth in the last couple of hundred years, only then did life expectancy increase beyond 50. Wow. So we're we're playing the hand we dealt, we were dealt. And the hand we were dealt is that our hormones are going to go away after 40 or 50 or so. That's
0: incredible because so many people... Are so active and healthy after fifty now, and and you're yes. right though. I mean, you can see where you kind of your your life at fifty. You know, you sort of have to start really. I mean, you really should do it your whole life, but at fifty is you know you got to really work to feel good and make sure you're doing everything right I, to feel good. I think.
1: I think I think around fifty is the break point, and I I tell people that I advise when I see them around age 50, I, I tell them that, uh, they, they have to, uh, they have one more chance to turn the whole thing around and, Right. and at age 50, that's your last chance because what you do at 50 is going to determine how you are at 70. Right.
0: And, so and what you do at
1: 60 is going to determine how you are at 80. So you, you have to get on the train at 50 and, and you have to stay on the train. <laughs>
0: yeah uh, absolutely so then now i i a lot of i have a question for you personally so steroids between the difference between steroids and testosterone you know because people will say oh well you're just taking steroids you know whatever i don't know the difference so what is the difference between that
1: right so So. i don't want to make this sound too complicated but you you've seen (laughs) you've seen you've seen in uh uh, media sometimes newspaper we're ready to read them anymore but you've seen that a little box that has it has a a little blurb in it that's a fact and and it's called a factoid
0: yes a factoid now
1: so a factoid is like a precise statement of a fact or a little derivative of a fact okay so steroids come from cholesterol all all of the steroids in the body are made from cholesterol and the term sterol is shortened in the name to steroid steroid that's what so steroids are all made in the body from cholesterol and the only thing the only thing steroids have in common all all the sex hormones are steroids uh your cortisol uh, that your stress hormone is a is a steroid but the only thing they have in common is their shape the molecule the molecule has four rings that are attached to each other, and that's called the steroid ring. And But what makes all of them different are the little uh, atoms and molecules that are attached to the ring, so they all act differently. But so uh, if, if you use the term steroid and you apply it to say, um, uh, I've got a, an orange and a tennis ball, they have similar shapes, but that's all they have in common.
0: But that's it. Just
1: the shape. So steroids, they only have in common the shape, but not the function. So uh, uh, the, the, a better term, if one, people were being precise, would be to name name the hormone they're talking about okay. and not with too with broad, too, too broad a brush. And so when, when the hormones were first isolated, and that was actually around the late 1940s, 1950s, that it was possible to isolate estrogen and testosterone and so forth from the blood and identify what they were. Uh, that was also a time when when some uh, chemist started modifying the the steroids to, to make them super active super powerful and and so uh, steroids got a bad name right because these artificial synthetic steroids were dangerous everything everything that we take into our body it, it can only go. Uh, it can only go three ways. It gets burned up as food. It becomes part of us. We build muscle out of it, or it gets excreted. So, it, so it, that's, those are the only three pathways that it can go. So the early steroids, the chemical um, steroids that were harmful, they they had a powerful effect initially, but the body couldn't eliminate them. So they stayed in the body. They were very toxic and they led to physical problems death right. infertility that type of thing so that so stewards has got a bad rap back in the 50s and 60s okay uh, that's but,
0: so that that's it that's a big difference and that touches on something else that yeah. You guys, everything you use is bio-identical, so our body makes it already, right? And it's just not making enough of it to, correct. to make us optimal. So, so that's the difference, is that you're not doing anything synthetically. It's all organically. It's all um, bio-identical, correct?
1: Correct. And, and bio-identical uh, simply means that uh, we talked about the, the structure of the hormone, It means that the hormone we give to the person is exactly identical even at the atomic level to the hormone that their body was making so the body recognizes it as being part of itself and you can't be allergic to it and you don't react to it and you don't reject it and it and it works uh, completely normally with anything else that you're already doing, the diet you're on, the exercise routine, right. you know, what medications you might or might not be taking. There's just no conflict with it.
0: That's beautiful. I mean, I, I think that that is so, um, It's it's the reason why I don't feel anything but better. You know, when you take something yeah. that your body doesn't know what to do with, there's going to be effects. And I don't have any Bad effects with, you know, with the testosterone. So these are pellets that come from, like, they're made from yams, right?
1: They're made from yams or soy, which are all 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 plant based, Uh, and then they're purified until they're just the pure hormone. There's nothing else uh, there, and then uh, as the body uses the pellet, the pellet just goes away. The description I like is it's a lollipop, and if when you uh, suck or lick on a lollipop over time, the lollipop gets smaller and smaller and finally goes away. So the, the pellets after they're placed under the skin are surrounded by blood vessels. They basically lick the lollipop pellet and take the hormone directly into the blood. And the pellets are made to to last a certain period of time, typically in men, in men that last about six months and women that last three or four months. So the, there's a constant time release of the pure substance uh, just as your body would have done if your ovaries were still working. Uh, and so it's very physiologic. It's a very natural mechanism.
0: Right. And so just, just so everybody kind of understands, if you're listening, you basically, you cut just a little incision in the upper part of my, my rear end and yes. you, you put it, put the pellets in there and the body accepts them by wrapping uh, or blood vessels sort of wrap around the pellet, which is about the size of a tic tac. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. So then eventually, and this makes it where it's very gradual release and you basically get the benefits gradually instead of having the high dips and lows of when sort of the shots. Cause some people will say, well, I get testosterone shots, but sometimes with that you have dips and valleys. Is that right?
1: Yes, as I say, um, an example might be, uh, I'll go back to my lollipop example. When you enjoy a lollipop, it's a gradual release of the sugar and the enjoyment that comes with sugar over a period of time. Of course, you can buy those lollipops that are 12 inches across. Right, they'll last That's, a long time. <laughs> that, that effect of the gradual enjoyment of the lollipop versus taking a, tea po- a teaspoon of sugar and just putting it in your mouth and let it dissolve so you, then you get all the sugar at once oh, and then for a couple of minutes, there's no sweetness uh, yeah. left. And the, the effect, all the sugar at once is not the same effect as, as the same amount of sugar spread out evenly over a long period Absolutely. of time.
0: Absolutely. You get kind of a high and then a low.
1: Yes. You get and a high and low. that's,
0: that's what I don't ever get. You know, I just get it. It's a very, um, It. Feel, I mean, I just, I feel great for a very long time. Now I can start telling, I kind of know when, there, when I can tell when my appointment needs to come up to get my pellets again, because I can start feeling a little bit less energy, maybe my mood's a little bit low. <laughs> the last time, um, Eric was like, uh, when are you due for your appointment? <laughs> and I was like, I know, I know it's time because I can tell, you know? <laughs> and unfortunately, he could too. <laughs> well,
1: and I, your personal example is uh, the same as many others. You aren't you aren't aware that you need the hormone. You know something's right. wrong. But then once the hormone's replaced, then you remember what it felt like to be normal. Right. So having been in those two states, normal and not normal, you recognize when the not normal comes back. You know what? It yes,
0: means. that's so true because sometimes and I, I remember thinking, is this just it? I mean, is this the way I'm supposed to feel as I get older? And, you know, that was not going to be okay, because I didn't like it. But now, now I just I know, okay, I know that there's something out there that's going to help me. And so, uh, and I'm hoping that this will touch other people, and they'll call you guys too. So what, what advice would you give to someone that, um, you know, if they think they might benefit from, from this service that you provide, but aren't sure, like what the process is, what, how, how would they go about Getting in touch with you and doing what? What's the process?
1: Well, our our particular process is we, we want to be sure we want to be sure that we're helping the people that need, that are in the state of hormone imbalance, but that we're not uh, uh, basically seeing a lot of individuals whose problem is different than that, and we need to steer them in a better direction. But right. Generally, what we do is we have, we ask people to to get their lab work done we we of course manage what the, what tests are drawn and they uh most people can get that done through their doctor's office or through any of the commercial uh labs like quest and AEL and so forth uh, and then we look at we look at their numbers and we're then able to say yes you have a problem and, and we'd like to sit down with you and talk with you about your problem dr chon and i we we became aware of the fact that that low hormones were was a medical problem and not a uh, sad line, because I, there was a time when it was like, well, if you don't feel good, just go get go get a shot of hormones and you'll feel better. It's it's not part of what you really need, but now we recognize that it is part of what you need, so we treat it as a medical problem. So we. We get the hormone levels. We ask patients to come in. We go over their medical history, their social history, what they've taken before, how they feel, uh, and so forth. And we make a medical diagnosis, and then we treat it with the appropriate dose of uh, therapy. So the uh, people can email us at, at the office. It's just info at exceedhs.com. Exceed is just Exceed Hormone Specialist. Um, the, our, our website is quite good uh it, it also is called exceed com for some just to read in general about what we do and what our philosophy is and why we do it uh That's that way great.
0: Then, i i looked yeah. at it too and and it, it has a lot of good information and i'll definitely put that in the show notes for sure right go ahead i'm sorry i didn't i cut you off no, then,
1: to, to the extent that people want to just read something in general um a couple of alternatives for women A kind of fun way to read about hormones is is uh, hormones for women is Suzanne Summers. Uh, Oh, okay. So she she's a big supporter of um, uh, bioidentical hormones, and she's got a long, great story. And of course, it's it's a fun read too. And I I would tell people not everything she says is perfectly scientific, but but the the message comes through. And 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 I think her I think her latest book is called Ageless. and it's okay. a, she, she tells a good story and it's a fun read. But so that so
0: that book is where she tells the story is ageless.
1: Ageless. Okay, I'll, then, I'll
0: get that book. That's awesome.
1: Right. Okay. And then a physician who has written who is a, a, a real expert on uh, female hormones is Pamela Pamela Smith Pamela W Smith, a physician in Michigan and and Florida. I think her book is just called Women's Hormones. But all these things are available on Amazon or Okay. Or wherever you buy, your awesome. Books. And then for men, really the the guru of male hormone therapy and a real champion of it is a man named Abraham uh, morgenthaler uh It's M O R G E N T H A L E R, and he has a book called Testosterone for Life. It's a it's an easy read. Most men will find themselves in the book, uh, and it. Uh, It paints a very positive picture for what you can expect if your testosterone is low and you get it replaced and you and you do the activities that maximize the the effect of the hormones
0: that's awesome so i will put all three of these on the show notes so that everyone can um can benefit from those as well so i had a quick question that came to mind what is the percentage of, of people, do you, do you think, I mean, do you have an idea of how many, what percentage of women, say over 35, and men over 30, that, that have hormone imbalance?
1: Uh, well, what, what, I, what I tell the men, because their, their loss of hormones is gradual, but what I tend to tell the men is, uh, beginning at about age 40, the percentage of men that have a problem is probably the same number as their age. In other words, at age 40, probably about 40% of men have a problem at okay. age 50, 50% and so forth. Um, so it's a substantial number. Yeah. Men, as you're aware, they don't tend to talk about this subject with their friends very much. Right. And so they tend to feel that they're the only person that has the problem. Okay. Uh, so I, I try to let them be aware that lots of, lots of their colleagues have uh, the issue. Then really with women, um, that most women recognize the onset of menopause because they they the, the most obvious symptoms are uh, hot flashes and night sweats. And that's gonna occur for most women between say 45 and 50. But they need to be aware that five to 10 years before that, they could have lost their testosterone. So women that ha- can recognize a significant loss in energy and mood changes and lack of motivation. If they're 35, 40 or older, that would be, that would be a reason to at least check your testosterone level.
0: Okay. okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. All right. Very good. Well, I had, I had no idea that it was that <clears throat> prevalent in men. I mean, for women, I definitely, I have some, of course, I have so many female friends and Uh, most of them have a hormone imbalance of some sort, you know? So I'm always like, go see XD, go see Dr. Pearson. Um, okay. Well this has been so informative and I appreciate it so much. This to me is life saving for people because sometimes, you know, we, we have problems and a a lot of times it affects our psyche, you know, and, and we think something's wrong with us and it's really just something that can be fixed and you guys help so much.
1: And I would say uh, one final thought I would say to, to, to women, men are never motivated to seek help for this problem. I mean, I've laughed over my career. The only two things that make men seek health care are one is uncontrollable pain, and two is lots of bright red blood. And other than that, they're gonna rub dirt on it and keep going. So uh, if the man in your life might have an issue, he can get his hormones checked as well, no commitment, but just to see where things uh, uh, stand and the encouragement for that will have to come from his so, significant other.
0: So we can add a third, not yeah. only uncontrollable pain and blood, but we can add the woman in your life hounds mm-hmm. you until you get your blood checked. How's that?
1: <laughs> That's the most important one right there.
0: Yeah, that one probably would do it. <laughs> All right, Dr. Pearson. Well, I have enjoyed this so much. And please tell Frida hello. And I'll be seeing you soon. And uh, we will talk again very soon. Thank you. Thank you so, so much.
1: much. I enjoyed doing this. And, and good luck.
0: Okay. Thanks, Dr. Pearson. Bye bye. Bye bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.